Hello and welcome to the Yarra Jets podcast, the podcast for anyone whose coach quits halfway through the season with no replacement possible. Before we begin, as always, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we're recording this podcast, the lands of the Wurundjeri people. We're also joined today by someone on the lands of the Jar Jar Wurrung people as well, mixing it up a little bit today. As always, sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Joining me, your host, Taryn, on the podcast today, as always, Fiona Dutchie-Holland. Dutchie, what's going on? Everything's going really well. Thanks, Taryn. It's all uh, calm after the week we've just had. Great. That's really good to know. Yeah. Calm, solid, stable, like a, like a bay in an ocean where it's well, yeah. smooth rather it's than nice wavy. It's nice to be smooth and calm. Yeah, we'll talk more during the pod. We should talk more. (laughs) Joining us also today is a very special guest, the woman who gets hit in the guts with a football quite regularly. It's Sam. Sam, tell us about yourself. Um, Who are you? What do you do? um, Well, I'm the player who gets hit in the guts all the time, clearly. (laughs) Um, that's my defense um, yeah I don't know um I play soccer occasionally do other fun things usually in the mid run around in front of Dutchie it's kind of my gig yeah fantastic so you normally play state three with Dutchie and it's great to have you on because you're going to take us through the state three game this weekend it was unfortunately a 4-0 loss to kick us off our home doubleheader for only the second time this season. Sam, what happened? Talk to us about this game. Look, even though we lost 4-0, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I think energies were really high starting the day. Um, we lost our coach, but reinvigorated us in different matters <laughs> um <laughs> so we got together um we had a fantastic speech by um Gertie um who is our keeper and we got on the pitch ready to win and ready to give it our all um the game started really really well we had some people in different positions which was sick um Nia was in the midfield, we had Cookie in centre defence. Um, we had a lot of possession of the ball. Um, the first 20 minutes, we just dominated. Like we were mainly now there, we were mainly attacking. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they conceded a goal and we conceded a goal. Yeah. There was a goal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that didn't really stop us. We kept going. Um, they were a really rough team. I don't know what you thought, Dutchie, but they were not my vibe. 
Really? No. This is interesting. I thought they were like just unnecessarily like pushy and like kicky. Like I get we're in soccer, but like a lot more so. A lot more. Yeah, right. Well, it's interesting. Their striker said to me in the first half, oh, you girls are really, really nice. And they're like, you're just just different to some of the other teams we've come up against, which has, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm like, we're just out there having a good time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's what we're about. And, um, and then I started to think, you know, this is when the game's going on. Like, well, which teams were rough? Like, what is she talking about? And maybe these guys are actually okay. But clearly in the midfield there, and I've heard it from a few people, they're a bit rough. Yeah, I think it was just mainly like two or three of their players. They just yeah. went real rough on the kicks. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's all part of the game, I guess. Um, I think by halftime we were down 2-0. Yeah, yep. Um, had a halftime break, came back. Had a few had- injuries at halftime, Sam. Pardon? We had a few injuries at halftime, remember? We did. Cookie yeah. had himself. Um, that's right. And I got kicked in the ankle. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so we had to change up the lineup a bit at halftime to compensate. Yeah, to the point that you got to be striker for a bit, which is exciting in the second half. The only time I touched the ball was a handball. But anyway, <laughs> got some work to do. <laughs> the Argentinian national team that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, are we comparing Dutchy to Diego Maradona? Is that yeah, pretty much? Yep. Yeah, that's just what happened. <laughs> Is this a fair? Do you know <laughs> one of the best to ever play the game? You know, magic <laughs> hand of God to Dutchy. Yeah, not saying Dutchy's one of the best that's ever played the game because, like, three. <laughs> that's kind of what she is to us. <laughs> All right. So Dutchy is Diego Maradona. Anyway, yep. Carry on. Yeah. Um, what second half um yeah I mean they came out hard and really wanted to get the goals um I think we just got a bit tired towards the end um we had a few good you know attempts and we pushed forward a bit um but luck wasn't really on our side yesterday but it was good like I think for well I think they were fourth on the ladder I think it was a pretty good effort by our part Yep, I agree. I agree. And there was definitely a little bit of momentum, I thought, as well. And probably, you know, as we've kind of mentioned, the coach um, did leave us um, halfway on Thursday. I believe we got the message to say he wasn't coming back. And, um, yeah, it was a bit of a regrouping session and, you know, picking up the pieces and what do we do next. But I think we all had quite a, uh, I don't know, quite a, we were all kind of excited. We kind of, swapped up some positions and it seemed to work quite well. Uh, Nia, you know, showed her strength in the midfield there and just helping out a bit up there, which I think is, is good. Um, yeah, so I thought it was quite positive, even though I we th- lost. I think it was just a really fun match. Yeah, yeah. And we were at home, the doubleheader. We're with the family. It was great. Yeah. Like we knew Toasties were on the way. Yeah, yeah. We had, <laughs> our, we had our teammates watching our club mates watching, you know, we don't and get that support. So that was nice. It's really good. When I started watching, so I didn't see Cookie get injured. I hope you're okay, Cookie. 
be well. Um, she's had a pretty rough trot with injuries. But when I arrived at the ground, she was doing the subs and looked very much in charge of, <laughs> of that situation. From what I could tell, we sort of, you know, made it work with a combination of Gertie and Nia and Dutchie. I don't know if you were involved at all um, at sort of getting everything to, to work smoothly. And it it seemed like it kind of did, although, you know, it would be nice if you are listening and you do live in Melbourne and you are a coach, um, you know, come coach. But it, it, it does seem like we we sort of figured it out. Yeah, it, I I didn't have anything to do with it. It was Gertie and Nia, you know, they're they're the they're the leads, um, and you know we had Paul helping in the first half. He did the subs and um, helped with some of the coaching. But yeah, full credit to Nia and Gertie who had a really good game plan. And you know we had some, I guess, clear, probably more Gertie on the pitch. I heard her in the second half yelling to Cookie to say, "Okay, bring this player on, move this player off in ten minutes. Do this, da 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 da." Um, yeah, she can play and coach from the pitch, which is pretty amazing. She likes to pretend that she doesn't, but Gertie does have a good football brain. But yeah, she pretends, yeah. she makes out. She's like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't even know. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. Is. You wouldn't have known on the podcast last week because she was just laughing <laughs> most of the time. And she did, she did laugh a little bit on the pitch, but not as much as she did on the pod. She yes. can, she does take it all quite seriously. Yeah. Fantastic. And her speeches are the best. Like they really rile you up at like halftime. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And she believes in us. That's what's important. Mm. She Aww. told us we do need to improve though, but she did it gently and uh, told us the areas we need to improve on and what to focus on at training this week. It was good. We love Gertie. Now, Sam, we asked this of everyone after every game. Do you have a player of the match? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to think back. This, um, that's really hard. I really enjoyed everyone playing. <laughs> um, I think Anna was the player of the match. She yeah. was incredible on the um, defensive wing, and it was just kind of a relief, like. You didn't have to stress too much when the ball came to her. She was just able to get it out each and every time. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you said that because I was just thinking as you were thinking. Anna only joined the club like three or four weeks ago. Mm. Um, she's from WA. We've got quite a contingent of players that have moved from WA and every time they land in Melbourne, there's some sort of friendship connection and they all end up at the <laughs> jetties. Um, so Anna's one of that crew and she was playing uh, right back and the striker, one of the strikers was really quick. Like I couldn't keep up with her and Anna just shut her down um, for most of the game. And I love her for that. So thank you, Anna. <laughs> That's fantastic. We love a new player and we love a good new player. So yeah. good job. Can Paul not, oh, can Paul not poach her? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not touching her. Yeah. I love it how they turn up, though, and they never get a chance of not registering. We're all just like, okay, if you want to register, can you play next Sunday? Like, you'll love us. Just join the team. <laughs> we locked her in pretty quick. Well, we do need the numbers because the injuries are starting to pile up. And speaking of injuries, the State 2 game was a 1-0 win. 
but it was Woo-hoo! a win. Yay! Yay! I was so excited. I was way more excited than the players. I had the, the camera ready to go to get a victory photo and no one even cheered. They were just exhausted as they walked off. Listen, see, it was a win, but Dutchie, at what cost? Yeah, no true. At okay. what cost? Go on, Taryn. Sorry, I take back my excitement. <laughs> I had this whole thing where I was, where I was going to lead in and it was going to, and then you were just like, no, I was really excited. I was really excited. So that's that's tough from the beginning. I didn't play. I am still suffering from COVID impacts. Um, I am really struggling still, but that's okay. I can sit in one place and I can speak um, for limited amounts of time at a time. So let's see how this recap goes. Um, but I was there to watch and support and it was a home game. Uh, I had a little camper chair. So I was able to, and I was in my fun jacket, which if you know, you know. So uh, I, your- yeah, it's my fun jacket. Oh, I love that. I, I think you wore it on the pub night. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, it is a fun jacket. <laughs> it is a fun jacket. And people who, who don't see me, but who might uh, watch or listen to other football podcasts, if you watched uh, TNC, the National Curriculum's, podcast that was recorded on Sunday night you will see me wearing my fun jacket so that's the fun jacket that I refer to um I didn't take it off after that I went straight to the podcast recording in my fun jacket anyway enough about the jacket I (laughs) was gonna say are you more fun when you wear the jacket well it's it's more about me having fun and my levels of fun so okay. I was feeling a little bit you know I'm still a bit sick I was feeling a little yeah, bit yeah. busy I was, I was say, sad to kind of yesterday yeah so I need yeah. to wear the fun jacket in to order lift to lift your spirits to make and, yeah. myself more fun exactly. got it got it okay right got yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also very warm so you know <laughs> oh it's multiple purposes yeah. yeah yeah it is it is um so yeah, we were playing Ashburton. Ashburton, last time we played them, we won 2-1, but it was a lucky win, uh, I think. Grace scored a free kick and then also I think a, a long-range goal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think it was it was basically like we we would have lost and then Grace did some good things and then we won. <laughs> that was my recollection of, of the game earlier on in the season and so this game, we knew that it would, you know, be a little bit more of a challenge, but in fact, we dominated. We really dominated. And the, the first half was maybe a little bit more even, but we were definitely the better team. The second half, we 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 smashed them. Um, we were, we played them off the park. Uh, they were just running around, chasing. Um, we were holding the ball really well. I think the real thing about playing with wingbacks and this is kind of going into nerdy territory, but there's always overlaps. So when you, you've got the three at the back and then you have the wing backs and there's, there's always overlaps in the box. And so Pete and Candles both had opportunities in uh, throughout the whole game because they're not marking that play. They're not expecting that extra player because it's so, you know, no, very few teams play with wing backs in that way. So I think that was really awesome. And, you know, maybe one of the disadvantages of that system is sometimes in midfield, you can get outnumbered in midfield because they have more players in midfield just because they're playing with four at the back and that's, you know, how it works. You give some, you get some. But we were we completely negated that 
as the game went on. And I think aside for one sort of five minute spell in the second half where we hadn't scored yet and started playing route one and lost our heads a little bit for 85 minutes of the game, we were, we were incredibly dominant and it was a really, really, really cool thing to see. Um, we, we didn't score for a long time. It was only one nil. I think we scored with about five to 10 minutes left and the goal was spectacular an from absolute P. cracker. A it cracker. was such a cracker. It just, the crowd went up. The crowd oh, was wild. Yeah. One of the best goals I've seen. Honestly. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of interplay. I think Elle got it to Grace and then Grace offloaded it. Uh, I think outside. Maria was involved. Maria was probably involved. Yeah. She was involved. Um, there, there was, there was, there was something happened. Um, the ball was, was laid off to Pete on the edge of the penalty area. And first time Pete's just banged it in the bottom corner nothing the keeper could do it was like one of those moments where like in your head when you shoot you imagine that happening and it really does and it It was like a bullet it was a bullet yeah like if that had hit Sam in the gut it would have like (laughs) you would have been out yeah so actually again another uh, visual thing for people listening I was um looking back on the Asia Cup Philippines, Australia versus Philippines game. The fourth goal of that game was Mary Fowler. And if you go back and watch that goal, that was Pete's goal. Like oh. Pete is Mary Fowler confirmed. Um, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, we need more creative midfielders. Nah, it's Pete. We're all good. We're good to yeah. go. We don't, yeah, we don't yeah. need him. Yep. <laughs> you go back home, Kyra yeah. Cody Cross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're set. We're covered. Um, no, it was it was uh, it was a really great goal. Crowd went and wild. Pete was fired up after that one. She was just like going for it, wasn't she? She just came alive. It was great. I mean, um, she should have been. It was spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yep. She was pumped. It was great. And then, like one of the most pleasing things about that was we scored the goal, and then the, you know there was maybe about ten minutes left. You always worry in that situation. We've been so dominant, and it's like, oh, please don't concede, and you worry that we might go into our shell and invite the pressure a little bit. They, like they didn't at all like it was there was almost another goal like kept pushing kept playing really well it was so pleasing to see um so uh yeah shout out to Gertie for backing up yet again um I I'll do my best this Sunday but I, there's no promises um <laughs> you, you might be backing up again or doing something again um uh but no the the whole team played played really well it was it was really really pleasing um the at what cost element though um and I think this has been maybe a little bit of a thing maybe we're just old I don't know maybe maybe we're old but um Loz went down in the first half with an ankle um she's okay she can wait there um but you know isn't gonna be running around anytime soon um and uh, Alex went down with a knee. So obviously we are all hoping and praying or whatever you do, that that is not the worst. Um, but it feels like it might be the worst. Um, so Alex, I know you're listening. I get well soon. All of our best wishes are to you. Um, Alex is a paramedic. So she was just diagnosing herself. She was fine. She was just, you know, <laughs> knew exactly what to do. Knew exactly, you know, where to go and who to speak to. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's hope that that's, uh, that's not the worst when you, when you think of a knee injury. Um, not even going to speak it. I'm not even going to speak it into existence. So um, 
yes fingers fingers crossed on that one uh dutchy sam you guys were watching the second half uh, after your game do you have any comments no, I, I guess I haven't watched you guys for a few weeks and, you know, hearing about how you played in the pod, it was just quite nice to see you are dominant. Um, and it's, I don't know, I think I was talking about it to someone afterwards and, you know, it's all very easy to watch from the sidelines and, you know, my ability is not nowhere near your ability. So I'm, I'm taking that all on board. But I guess some of it, like if we could just score early, it would take off some of that pressure, like, and I, it's, as I said, very much easier said than done. But, um, yeah, I think it was just a huge relief when we did score. Um, but, yeah, great to watch. And you were missing a few players, like the spicy cough still going around in the team and uh, you've got some people off in Europe and, you know, so it, we're down a few probably key players as well, which I think it was, um, yeah, a really, a really, really good win. Sam? Yeah, um, you guys play so effortlessly. It's so cool watching you guys play because your skill level and your passes and stuff is just super exciting because you kind of watch and you're like, yeah, I want to get to that level and, like, it's super motivating on the sidelines. Um, I was running around helping all the injured people, so I didn't watch an awful lot of the second half, unfortunately. Um, You're very good at that, Sam, I must say. You're a natural I mean, I should be a paramedic, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Like, if you ever need a crotch or someone to lift a stretcher, you'll get <laughs> Um, But, no, it's just you guys play so amazingly. Um, it's just kind of it's exciting. Like, it's really fun to watch inside. Like, I get more excited watching the Div 2 game than I do watching Argentina, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> that is saying a lot yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't are Argentina's women's team any good I don't think so uh, so you know the men are you know they're semi-decent um they've never won anything America I'm not going to get into this but I forgot about the Copa America I'm so sorry I was yeah. like he's never won anything but that no. was only relevant for like a year ago I'm <laughs> sorry sorry to any selfie can't do that like, <laughs> like we're just known to rip a, fr- a flare and stuff like that like we're fanatic you can't just go we didn't win anything well we did sorry I just I just forgot about the like third biggest tournament in football <laughs> So. Is Argentina your team, Sam? Yeah, like if you, I would be kicked out of the family if I didn't go for Argentina. But you're only half Argentinian, aren't you? There's yeah. another. There's another team. Maybe you should follow. Well, obviously, this is the struggle. So the last World Cup: Argentina, Australia, Egypt. Um. So you just choose the one that you think is going to finish higher. Kind of. Yeah. Fair but, point. Kind of, but, like, Egypt never really gets anywhere. And Australia, like, it's a love-hate relationship. Oh, (laughs) it's interesting. Okay. (laughs) I love them, but, like, they just don't perform well. Yeah, there's some issues. Yeah. You don't find Graham Arnold's football scintillating? Mm, Not quite. Not my vibe. (laughs) 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 I mean, in fairness, I was at work at, like, 5 a.m. yelling when we got into the quarter for the World Cup. But mm. that's probably the only time I usually would cheer for him and say, well done. 
very very fair <laughs> you and me we can have an in-depth discussion about Arnie Wall after this podcast sounds good take um, it off <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, just very quickly, I'll give a player of the match for this one. I am giving it to Alana because Lance is so good. I mean, every game. Like, she's just class. Um, she was in midfield before Loz got injured. Um, just, you know, just to, you know, bring the attention back to Loz, of course. Uh, that's that's why she got injured. But, um, <laughs> no, Uh Lance, whether she's in whether she's part of the back three or or in or as a six, she is spectacular. So Lance. Well she's, done, Lance. She's the, the Rebecca Stott of the Yarra Jets. Um, in terms of being defender. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> is that a thing? Sorry. Does everyone in like the Jetties have a soccer person related? We like, can make it a thing. We can make it a thing. Yeah. Right. If if Dutchie's Diego Maradona. Yep. Lance is Rebecca Stott. Mm. Sam. So Alex Chidiak. Okay. So <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. I think that you're Alex Chidiak. And the reason is, is because there was a photo of her when she's playing over for racing Louisville in the United States at the moment. And she, she has a broken nose. Okay. <laughs> so she was wearing a sign at training on her shirt that said, Please don't hit me in the face. And I feel like you need one of those for the stomach. Please don't hit me in the stomach. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely fair. Also, not my toe either. I have a bad habit of breaking that as well. We need to get a sign. We need to get a sign for we Sam. Need, we do. We do. Yep. Next yeah. game, you need to tape <laughs> tape a sign onto your stomach that says, please, please don't hit me in the stomach. <laughs> gladly do that but still stand in the wall you know <laughs> you could wear it under your your soccer jersey oh, and you God, just I lift like it up like yeah. with it <laughs> wonder if you get in trouble you probably would like mario bellatelli why always me yeah i had this yeah. question awake when i did hit my stomach i uh, as i lifted up my shirt the ref was walking by and i asked him whether i would get a yellow card if i lifted up my top and he said no and he kept walking Oh, what a question. The rule is whether you can do it, but I'm kind of intrigued to test that theory out. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's get a T-shirt printed to wear under your jersey. Who would I be? Very sidetracked. (laughs) I've got no idea, Taryn. Can we come back to you next week? Come back to me next week. I need to take it to the Brains Trust. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you know, Sam. Have you got someone? For what? Taryn. Like, who's Taryn? Oh. We can take it to the Brains Trust. Yeah, I think I'll yeah. come back to you. Yeah, I don't know enough players. <laughs> I need to go and research. <laughs> I, at the moment, my head only goes with Grey Wiggle. But that's... Oh, that's very true. That's very true. I don't I, I don't wiggle, though, when I try and save a penalty. I just, like, psych out 16-year-olds and, like, <laughs> tell them that it's easy and they should score and then they miss. <laughs> that's my whole strategy. The podcast three or four or something for an explanation on that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the quiz question segment, the tally of which I have no idea about, but it is the segment in which we ask each other questions and try and answer them. I think you're in front, Taryn. I reckon you're on like eight. Yeah. The guests will be on like five and I'm on six. 
one day I will have the mental wherewithal to go back and tally this up, but today is not that day. So no. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, I'm going to go first. So my question is, what is the nickname of the Philippines women's national team? What? <laughs> I reckon it's a bird. It's not a bird. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you that for free. It's not a bird. Right, okay. It's really similar to ours. That's why I'm asking it. Similar to the Matildas? Mm. Oh, I don't even know what the Matildas one is. Is that bad? No, that's the nickname. The nickname is the Matildas. Oh. So what's like the equivalent of like the Matildas for the Philippines? I've got no idea. <laughs> Matildo? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's a good guess. Yeah, at least it's a guess. <laughs> a guess. Final answer? The Manilas. Oh, good one. A good one. I feel, yeah, okay, I give up. Dutchie? I've got no idea. They're the Malditas. Oh. Yeah. Well, it means wait. something. But yeah, I was going to say, what know. is it? Okay. Hang on. Let me let me look this up. This this was a very rushed question. I like it. it stumped us all. Malditas. I don't know. They qualified for the World Cup though, and they have an Australian coach. So 10 out of 10. And we're playing them, aren't we? Very soon. We are playing well. Our under 23s are playing them tonight. Got it. Um, oh, that very soon. Okay. Yes. So yep. our under 23s are currently at the AFF tournament, which is a sub confederation of the AFC, which is the Asian Confederation. It's not an official like international game, um, but all of their team. So it's hosted in the Philippines. Um, Indonesia's playing, Malaysia's playing. Um, it's like Southeast Asia, like that region of the world. Um, and Thailand as well. Um, and they all have their senior national teams playing. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, cool. Um, the fun fact, the Maldives. Yeah. Amazing. There you go. I'll try and remember that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sam, what is your question for us today? Okay. Um. Which one of the Jetty's girls' favourite biscuit is uh, chocolate mint? Is it someone, uh, I'm guessing it's someone in the State 3 team. I don't know if you want clues or not, clues. I'm guessing Ash. Mm. Mm, Good guess. I'm guessing Loz. Nah. On oh. both accounts. <laughs> Who Ash. likes Choc Mint? Um, Kirsten. Kirsten. Oh, good right. one. How did you I, find that out? Because we had an argument at the pub a couple of months ago about biscuit types because I hate Tim Tams. Oh, what? oh random. <laughs> Look, it was on my dating profile. That's how it kind of came up. <laughs> and then I discussed the fact, and then she said she liked chocolate mint, which I think is an ick. This raises more questions than it answers. 
Why were you having an argument at the pub with Kirsten about your dating profile? And why were Tim Tams on your dating profile? And why do you think the chalk mint is an ick? People can like what they like, Sam. Stop. Don't yuck their yum. <laughs> like, we don't yuck anyone's yum. Like, each their own, right? You know, everyone has their own flavours. Personally, to me, it's an ick because I just don't know why you want, like, chocolate and mouthwash together. Yeah, I'm with that's, you, Sam. I don't like it either. As to the conversation, I, there was a few of us around and then we went around, it's like, some dating apps you have to put like a prompt so my prompt is that I don't like Tim Tams and it causes a lot of controversy apparently yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't swipe right on that that was unacceptable to me really um, undateable Tim Tams we need to eat Tim Tams together actually in saying that I'm now vegan and don't eat Tim Tams yeah here we go now the truth comes out right <laughs> Why did we just have this whole conversation? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna out myself here. I like pretty much dislike most Australian things. So, like in regards to like food wise, like Vegemite, ick, bunny snags, gross, lamingtons, gross, Tim Tams, gross. Oh, lamingtons! No, 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 no. Average. Just give me fruit. Right, interesting. Pavlova? Yeah. Well, some might say it's Kiwi Taran. You've got to well, be careful with that one. <laughs> Sam, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> this is why I'm single, guys. Like, I've understood. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm going to find an Australian food that you like. Give me time. <laughs> because someone tries to bring you a lamington on the first date and is like, please enjoy this lamington that I lovingly prepared for you. And you're I like, no. straight up walk out of the bed. <laughs> the last person I, I yeah. Look, my track record's a hot mess, so we're not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dutchy, what is your question? All right, my question is in ode to coaches quitting halfway through the season. Yeah, great one. And because I've been having a bit of a sorry sob this week and questioning whether it's me, I've played sixteen seasons. How many of those seasons has the coach walked out halfway? (laughs) This is a reflection of grassroots women's football as well. That's why I wanted to highlight it. Part of me wants to say 16. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are we counting other teams? So, for example, there was a year at Fitzroy where there was like multiple teams had coaches walk out. No, teams that I played in. Teams that you specifically have played in, okay. I've played across four clubs. So it's not just an individual club that this happens at, which is the other thing I want to highlight. I'm going to go nine out of the 16 times. Yep. I'll I'll go eight. I'll go halfway. Okay. It's actually five, Mm. which I thought in my head, I thought it's more than this, but it's, I still think five's too many. Like one would be too many, wouldn't it? But yeah, five seasons I've had to regroup, rebuild halfway through the season because the coach has left us. But then, like, there have been other teams where the coach has left at the end of the year and didn't come back, and that's also been traumatic. But five that have occurred mid-season. And there's been – there was one one season I didn't count where the coach kind of randomly turned up occasionally and not some games. I don't know. I could put that one in there and that makes six seasons. But, yeah, still a lot, I think. Mm. There's quite a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't think it's me. No. no. And I don't think it's women. I don't think it's women's football. And things. It's a what? Is it a men thing, like commitment issues and stuff? No, I don't know. I, th- I think it's more of a reflection of grassroots football and a different style of coaching. Maybe people don't know what they're getting in for and things don't always work out. Um, yeah, I think I think it's multi-layered and probably not to get into in the podcast, but I think it's um, I think it's a problem and I think it's a problem across the board, but we're going to have to change it and Actually, it will happen, but. Yeah. I think that if you just liked lamingtons and Tim Tams, that you might have more success. <laughs> exactly. Well, I it depends never, on what we give them, right? Yeah. Uh, I never brought this up until this season and we <laughs> fine. <laughs> just saying. And now everyone knows. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to going to training. <laughs> <laughs> well... This week we had a very unique set of circumstances because for only the second time this season, we had two home games. And as a result of that, the famous Toasties got another run. Now there was an extensive menu. Dutchie, talk us through the menu and the, the process behind the Toasties and then, and then Sam can jump in whenever appropriate. Well, so, yep, doubleheader home game means we have toasties. And we kind of realised on about Tuesday or Wednesday, we're like, oh, crap, we've got to organise toasties for Sunday. And um, CC, corn chips, and I are usually the ones that kind of come up with the menu. So we had a little bit of a chat and I Googled a few toasty cafes uh, to get some ideas on, you know, fillings. Um we had all been out after the game last week and on the menu had been a three cheese toasty. So we're like, we're doing a three cheese toasty. It's going to go down well. And then we thought, I think last time we'd done a chicken and avocado and aioli and that one was good. So we did that one again. And then we always like to do a, you know, another veg- vegetarian option. Um, and I think it was CC came up with the option of mushroom, sauteed mushrooms with some caramelized onion, a little bit of cheese, and uh, yeah, so that was the selection. Um, I guess the hardest part was then choosing which three cheeses needed to go into <laughs> the toasties. And I asked a chef friend of mine, because I wanted it to be the best at the jetties. And he said, well, you should put in a young mozzarella, an aged cheddar and a gruyere. And I was like, okay. But Sam here had said, no, 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 you need to have a gouda. And I'm like, crikey, I don't know, you know, what are we going to go with? So I went and bought all four cheeses and I did a taste test the day before and I was eating the first toasty. So I'd done one with the Gouda and one with the Gruyere. They were the two cheeses I substituted. So I did a taste test and the first one I ate was unbelievably good and I couldn't stop eating it so much so that I didn't remember which one I was eating. So in the end, I just had to do a four cheese toasty because I'm like, I've just got to keep everyone happy. Well, actually just keep Sam happy, put her gouda in, but they went very quickly and we gave all the toasties names. So we called them the four, well, the four cheese it was, that was called Disappearing Act. And uh, they actually did disappear very, very quickly. So I put a post up on Saturday with what the menu was going to be and all the names. And I think what it meant is we actually undercated because everyone hung around for toasties 
and we ran out pretty quickly. There were no leftovers for state two, no leftovers for dogs. Um, so next home game, we're going to do more. I can vouch the four cheese toasty was incredible. Was it? Was there enough cheese? It was amazing. Yeah, okay, cool. Insanely good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was the toasties. They were a huge hit. We are contemplating making a business out of this. Yeah, we are. And by by a business, I mean someone getting a square FOS machine and serving it to opposition teams. Yep. As well as spectators and anyone else interested. We think we could make money. I definitely <laughs> think so. make money from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, watch this space. Indeed. Now I am a little bit mindful of time because Dutchie has to go get her hair done. She has exactly. a very important hair appointment. Yep. So before we do our moments of the week, Dutchie, you can run us through our favorite segment in a slightly different order this week. Amazing. Which is the scouting segment for next week. Dutchie, what have we got coming up for us next week? Well, in chronological order, state twos play first. You're playing at 11 a.m. Taryn. Uh, you're playing King's Domain at Faulkner Park. You're going to their home ground. Now, King's Domain, we know, are one of the power teams of the comp. They're currently sitting in third, but it looks like they're a game behind. Um, so I think they missed the game or they have to make up a game against Brunswick Zebras, and Brunswick Zebras are also in that top three. So I think it's going to be interesting just to watch that top of the ladder there. Um, as far as the, the top three goes, I think you've got Mill Park, Brunswick Zebras and Kings Domain, they're all equal on the number of wins at the moment. Okay, so it's kind of interesting at those top three. They did get beaten by Melbourne Uni yesterday. So Melbourne Uni beat them 2-0, which is exciting because we, you know, we're friends with Melbourne Uni, so we're happy that that happened. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work out why they didn't play the week prior, so why they had to make up that game. So that was really, you know, they had nothing on their socials. They haven't updated their socials since 2021. So there's nothing I can get on them. <clears throat> but I'm like, well, why did they miss a game? What went on? I had a look at the Brunswick Zebra's um, Facebook post and they didn't really say anything. They just said that, you know, the game had been missed. Um, but it didn't look like, from what I could see, they had cancelled it. It was King's Domain's home game. Um I did see that yesterday they only had 14 listed on the on their um, game sheet, their team sheet. So I'm hoping it's a spicy cough. And I'm hoping there's a few of them that are, yeah, might, might be a bit frail. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a bit of an advantage, even though we've got some injuries and spicy cough ourselves to manage. Here we are bagging out other teams, saying they're so mean to us and they're so rough. And meanwhile, Dutchie's like, I hope they've all got COVID. <laughs> Actually, that was a bit harsh. I'm sorry. I'm a health professional. I what, should what not about say they that. Have like a nice cold. Yeah. Okay. A, a gentle cold. Well, we want like Well, I hope. Way. I hope they're recovering from COVID and they had a mild case of it, but they might not be as quick as they usually are. Mm. Why don't we hope that they've just all gone to Europe and they have no one to fill in? Mm. Well, that could be it too. That could be it too. Yeah, well, that's nice, Sam. But you very... don't postpone a game. You don't postpone a game for that. It's definitely the spicy cough, I think. Or, you know, a series of extremely mild ankle sprains that only last for one week that specifically overlap with when we play them. That's true. Whatever it mm. takes. <laughs> But I want you girls to win. 
I think you will, because we're we're on it. We're going to be on a winning streak again. Hell yeah, yeah. That's Ooh. if you find the pitch. I always struggle to find the pitch at Faulkner Park. It's at the north end, apparently. I took note of that. Oh, probably, probably. It's uh, it's interesting looking at the ladder because it, we haven't had our game updated yet. So yeah, a lot of the teams haven't. Once yeah. we do, we're only six points off the top. Are it's you? Not yeah. that far. Yeah. Yep. But I think those three are pretty, they're, they're kind of well ahead. Is that right? Are they a bit further ahead or not necessarily? 23, 22, 21, 19, 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, once no. we're updated, we're 17 as well. Yeah, there we go. Yep. I'm not, not to be eternally optimistic, but yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know. We'll get the win on Sunday and we'll have this conversation next week. Ha, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Now the state three game. So we're playing Moral Bark at 1pm at home. Um, so last time we played them, we lost 3-1. Uh, they're currently third on the ladder. When I had a look, like the two top teams, so uh, Banyul and who's the other top team, Sam? I've gone blank. I should know this. Anyway, they're kind of well ahead. Like I think Banyul's kicked 79 goals this season. Oh, Clifton Hill's second. Yeah. Banyul and Clifton Hill are way ahead. They've kicked a heap of goals. And then so Moorabark's third. They've got a goal difference of minus two. So, you know, I think we could probably give Moorabark a run for their money. They beat Swinburne on the weekend 5-0. They only had 13 listed on their game sheet, though. So that's one sub. So maybe there's something going on there as well. Um, Once again, their socials didn't give anything away. They're really just updating on results, which is a bit annoying because they've been winning. Um, They do record all their games. So if anyone is really interested in preparing for the game, like Gertie, because you'll be coaching us, you could go and watch their game on YouTube um, just to see how they're playing and it might help with some strategy and tactics. But that's all I've got. So hopefully we beat Moralbark. I think we're a new team. Like we've got people playing in new positions. We could give them a run for their money. Certainly. Yeah. So would love, would love to celebrate a dub for the State Threes, Sam. Oh. Yeah, I feel it in my waters. We've got this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dutchie, before we let you go to your hair yep. appointment, very quickly, do you have a moment of the week? Um, my moment of the week will just be how the State 3 team pulled together. Um, I know I've mentioned it a bit, but when you have a coach leave, all of a sudden um, there's a bit of regrouping and messaging and um, kind of coming together and support that we provide each other. Um, so this week, my moment of the week is to the girls, to the gang, Um, because I've always said this every year I play that like we are the strength like when we all play together the friendships we form the way we support each other it's just really inspiring and that's why I love playing and I I really saw that this week so that was my moment fantastic it's very wholesome yeah it's true though it's true uh go on Dutchie we'll bid you adieu go sort sort your hair out goodbye bye So for those of you that didn't catch that, we are doing our moment of the week segment, which is a segment that we do every week. Very wholesome. It's a moment of the week. It doesn't need too much explanation. Sam, what was your moment of the week? Um, not to steal Dutchie's one. I think my other moment of the week was seeing Nia play in the midfield. Like she had mentioned it during training a whole heap that she wanted to kind of go up a bit more 
And it was just so exciting seeing her kind of play in that position and the impact she made to the team. Like she's so quick with her touch and her run of the ball that it just made such a cool experience playing with her in the middle because I've never done that before. Yeah, so you were playing alongside Nia. Was it like a, did we have two sort of defensive midfielders and then a 10? Was that sort of how it was? Yeah, I'd to change it up. So um, Adam had us used to play, how he used to have us play was two sixes and a 10. So mm-hmm. there was no, um, with Gertie kind of stepping in the role and helping us in the mid, we had a six and eight and a 10. Um, so I got to play the eight role and Nia was the 10. So it was really cool just being able to kind of kick it through and see her run her heart out for it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What was your moment of the week? Well, it's difficult to beat Swervy playing at 10, but um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Nia. Yeah, um, I was going to stop that later. <laughs> Uh, my, my moment of the week was, uh, was Pete's goal. Um, it was just, you know, obviously I wasn't at, at, at the training, so I can't speak for anything that happened there, but, um, oh my God, that goal, that I, it just, it was so, it was such a banger, like oh. coming in late on the edge of the area, bullet into the bottom corner. What more can you ask for? Oh, the cheers were insane. Yeah. Like- so cool to see and like yeah I, I'm gonna straight up say that like I was fangirling after she shot it <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. yeah it was it was fantastic and it was no less than than they deserved like they played so well it was such a good game and uh I'm really really pleased for everyone that's Pete's second goal of the season from someone that Used to play in defense. Um, I Did think play in defense. I think so. I think like everyone used to play in defense. Like L used to play in defense, candles used to play in defense. Okay, that's yeah. new to me. Yeah, Grace used to play in defense. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're a team of team of defenders. Maybe, maybe that's why we struggle with scoring, but we're we're getting there. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's doing well if you're a team of defenders, mate. Like you're smashing it. Yeah, it was it was beautiful football. It was excellent to watch. I think um, we play a really nice style of football. Um, so I love yeah. that you play at your pace, and you don't you come to the other team's pace. Exactly is really cool because that's something we do a bit of at Div Three, but something more we sometimes get a little bit panicked when they come at us a bit more hardcore yeah 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 I mean the high press is always difficult to deal with but I think the the inherent thing that you always have to remember at any level actually but at our level as well is that the really like intense high press you can't keep up for a full game like no team at our level can do that even when they're full of kids who are fit they can't do it for 90 minutes so it's just a matter of like weathering that storm when it does happen for 30, 40 minutes and then, you know, being able to kick on from there. Um, yeah. So there you go. Advice. Um, wise. Wise <laughs> words. Wise words. Um, I mean, it happened in the friendly between Australia and Portugal. All right, I'm going to stop <laughs> referencing that. Um, <laughs> so 
All right. So um, it's time to wrap up a little bit out of order. We did do the scouting segment before our moments of the week, but that's that's fine. It can be a little bit out of order. We can adapt. We can change. You know, the last the last few years have taught us anything. It's that so we're a very adaptive species of of humans and animals and you know we all real well with this one (laughs) (laughs) look it's covid brain fog right we're very flexible we just go with the flow which thank you thank you we just go with the flow all right, this has been the Yara Jets podcast. You can find us on our social media. We have a Twitter account at Yara Jets Pod. I have a Twitter account at Taryn Hedo. Dutchie has a Twitter account at Fiona Holland. She says she hasn't gained a single follower from this, so I'm really disappointed in the people that I know listen that have Twitter. Give her a follow, even though she doesn't tweet anything. But come on, do it. Uh, Sam, do you have any socials? Um, I've got Instagram. Do, do you want to spruik the Instagram? I, well, you, if you want to add me, it's just Sammy Bish, but two Ys. There you go. Sammy underscore or no underscore? S A double M double Y B I S H. There you go. So follow the Arrowjets pod on Twitter. Follow me. Follow Dutchie. And follow Sam on instagram fantastic i just flicked a pen lid you can (laughs) (laughs) you can listen and follow us on spotify on apple Podcasts, or on our rss feed please give us a rating once you've listened you have to listen on the platform so if you're someone that always listens on the rss feed what i really want you to do is next time or even re-listen to this episode on spotify or on apple Podcasts, and then you can give it a rating so i want to have i want to have at least 10 five-star ratings by next week that's the challenge i'm laying out to everyone that listens to this podcast we can do it we can do it together we're gonna push it up the charts I'm just going to make everyone at work listen to it. Yeah, do of- it. Do it. You know, <laughs> it, it cost me $50 of my own money for the RSS feed. Let's get that money back. Let's get it back <laughs> through sponsorships. If you do want to sponsor us, contact me on Twitter or something. I don't know. I'm not giving you my number. It's a bit much. <laughs> you might get <laughs> messaging you. I wouldn't recommend it. Just from a safety protocol point of view. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sam. Yeah. All right. This is descending <laughs> very quickly. My name is Taryn. I've been joined on this podcast by Sam and by the wonderful Dutchie who has gone off to get her hair cut. It has been a pleasure as always. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening and goodbye. <laughs>